Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Young Man with Rins, where we share the journey of a man in simple stories. My name is Rins. Welcome to the Young Man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Young Man. And of course, you know, it's every Friday, you know, we bring new guests to just share their highs and their lows, to come share everything that pertains to their career, everything they are doing. And I'm your host, Rins. Ladies and gentlemen, I have my very good friend here. His name is DK Michael. Ladies and gentlemen, please just make welcome DK Michael. Let's just give him... The young man, welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for this for having me. I yeah. am really grateful. And before I go into anything, I'd like to apologize for the time it's taken to do this. I know we talked about this a few months ago, and I was willing to do it, but just kept pushing, pushing, pushing. So I apologize. No, it's okay. It's okay. I understand. You know, um, we're busy. You live in Scotland. I live in England. Um, you know. It's a lot of um, clashing schedules, you know, work, school, you know, and then of course you're um, a PhD student. Very soon you'll be a doctor. Um, how's the experience been? Uh, extremely interesting mm-hmm. and wonderfully challenging in the sense that it's interesting because um, I'm doing my, my PhD in like I have integrated, so it's um, the 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 need for quality management and occupational health and safety in electrical distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, because my background has been environmental and engineering management, and, and now my main focus is, is, is quality management, it's, uh, it's an interesting area for me. I, this few years I've spent in my research has given me quite the broad view of how much uh, quality is needed, mm-hmm. not just in terms of um, the outcome or the product itself, but the process. Yeah. One needs to be alert. Everyone needs to be knowledgeable. Everyone mm. needs to follow the certain standards. Yeah. And the regulations. And so, because I'm not a core engineer, I'm mm-hmm. not a social science person. Uh, mine is just to stick to the managerial process mm-hmm. of how you can get the best out of the product for yeah. for the right scale. So yeah. that's where my research is kind of focused. Yeah. And also, we, you, okay, like, can you just throw, throw us back a little bit, you know, how your schooling journey has been? Of course, we met in Abbey State University and um, you came to the, the UK to do your um, master's. So can you just, from there, just pick up your journey doing your master's in Scotland and then, of course, UK. So what's your background in master's as relates to what you're doing in your PhD now? Yes, thank you. Uh, basically, uh, my background is environmental resource management from Abia State University. And okay. to be honest with you, it wasn't mm-hmm. what I wanted to study. <laughs> my mom, going back, my mom, my mom was a banker, right? Yeah. A senior manager. And mm-hmm. I used to watch her go to work wearing right, smart suits. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? This is what I want to do. Let's mm-hmm. go to finance. Mm-hmm. When I was applying for admission anyway, I wanted to study pattern management. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like a bit of maths and calculations, so I felt that was my strong point. 
point, yeah. Because you, you know, when you go into Nigerian University, you apply for one thing, they give you something else. Mm-hmm. So, when I, even though I passed the application process, um, when the admissions came out, I actually, my name was at the end, my name appeared in the Department of Environmental Resource Management. And to mm-hmm. say, I didn't know the department, I didn't know what it was about. So, and I had a conversation with my dad at the time, like, do you want to do this or do you want to stay at home for another level? And then after, when I went to take, I obviously took a look at interest in management. And when the time came, after my, uh, during my NYSC, an opportunity came to travel out for master's. And I looked through, uh, my mom and I looked through, like, what kind of courses would suit yeah. of what we've done. And then the course I saw was energy and environmental management. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Scott Lab is just one of the places where you can actually see those kind of fine courses. Oh, really? Wow. Scotland has a lot of oil, even though they don't really like the boom because of the climate justice, the climate movement, they don't really mm-hmm. like the, the fracking exploration. They want to kind of diverse into the same energy. So everyone is kind of immunizing Scotland, they're beautiful to 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 utilize their natural resources, unlike in a place like Nigeria where Nigeria is heavily dependent on oil. Mm-hmm. So these, uh, what would I call them, um, this movement of um, clean energy movement, they're kind of new in Scotland. So Scotland has this educational process of clean energy, energy management. So when, mm. I, when I checked online, it was the course I saw. And then it was affordable at the time because the version of my art account was not that bad. You know, in you know, one one um, very interesting thing about um, like the knowledge and the migration um, footprints that we are having globally is that a lot of people are very keen to come to the in quote the tier one countries. You know what I mean? Like the, coming to if you want to come to the UK, you just want to come to England. And people don't know that there is uh, Scotland, there is Wales, and then there's Northern Ireland. And these places are very, very okay. And for the focus of our discussion, we wanted to just explore um, the uh, the idea behind the fact that there are other good places apart from England. As a matter of fact, you know, England is even very, very overpopulated now because we have a lot of people coming into England. You know, when I saw you in Scotland, right, and I, I started asking you a couple of questions. How how is the migration footprint now as compared to when you came i think you came in four years five years ago or six okay eight years ago so how comparing when you came and now how has it been the footprint Uh, in regards to the migration footprint Mm. it's increased incredibly okay when i first came we used to have an average say i can only just use the environment I found myself which was the university itself. Mm-hmm. So it was an average of um, 
10 to 15, let's say number of 10 to 15 in the class. Mm-hmm. For example, um, Nigeria is basically, we, we, we specialize in engineering courses in such a way that we have uh, issues in human control, we have environmental engineering, we have mechanical engineering. So these are where I could find plans mm-hmm. to go. So just using that as an example, mm-hmm. we dominated the area. So I would mm-hmm. say if you, walk, if you walked into a class of uh, electrical engineering, you would see in a class of 50, you would see in 20 black students. And yeah. You, you would have between 12 to 15 Nigerians. Nigerians. From that time to this time, I can, I can bet you that if you walked into a class of 50 students mm-hmm. in electrical engineering, Mm-hmm. 40 Nigerian students out of 50 students. So, mm-hmm. using that analogy, the footprint has been incredible. Has, has been incredible. I bring that also to as my place of worship. Mm-hmm. You have, for example, we used to have maybe like 300 to 400 mm-hmm. worship pastors every given Sunday. Now it's increased and we have between 600 to 700 worship pastors on a given Sunday. And these are Nigerians with families, unlike before when you have just a, a single Nigerian, a guy or a lady come over for academics or come over for a job. Mm-hmm. Now you have a situation where it's a, it's a father and mother with children coming over. Mm-hmm. And they're not just coming themselves, they're coming with their parents to help take care of the children. So the migration prospect has increased drastically in the mm-hmm. last few years. And I yeah. think all this has got to do with the, the, uh, the, the policy. UK government has introduced over time because yeah, because yeah. you have to phase this down to Brexit. When mm-hmm. I first came, um, uh, what's his name? David Cameron was the Prime Minister and okay. David was the Home Secretary. Mm-hmm. Before, prior to me coming there, I just abolished the Master's post-study rule. So the, the rule used to be after Master's, you stay two years, mm-hmm. get a job or do something else, and then you can leave. Or after PhD, you stay three years. Mm-hmm. Then shortly before I came, they abolished that. So after masters, you only stay four months mm-hmm. and you go back. So that kind of hindered a lot of migration. So people didn't want to come spend one year and then only four months. They didn't really find the opportunity in the UK. So they were all migrating to US, especially Australia. But mm-hmm. when Boris Johnson came in, I think sometime 2016 or 2014 or after that. He just came in with an open system and said and and brought back the two-year post-study rule. Yeah. That then allowed universities to open the, their gates for anyone who was willing to uh, study. So that alone has caused a series of migrations, and you can imagine the numbers of mm-hmm. people who are coming. Even men looking at the, the, the news, you would see that Nigerians, Indians, and Pakistanis, Nigerians, Indians, and Chinese, mm-hmm. majorly have dominated and through the uh, academic process. Yeah, academic route, yeah. That has been an incredible growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, walking down the streets, walking down the city centre, walking mm-hmm. down the schools, you would be, you would be amazed to see how many Nigerians, uh, I would specifically use Nigerians, how many Nigerians mm-hmm. we have in Scotland. For example, mm-hmm. my school recently did the uh, students, uh, what's it called, students uh, election. Yeah, we have both the Chinese, the, the Scottish people, everybody vying for the same uh, students. Yeah, position. Mm-hmm. Out of the four elected positions that you need, all four of them were dominated by Nigerians. Oh wow! From the wow. president to the vice president to the secretary to the mm-hmm. class member, all four mm-hmm. are Nigerians. 
that's that's just how much we have in regards to like that's just how people from those are in mm-hmm. school. So imagine Edinburgh after being from the so all these other places that I, I have no much idea of. But mm-hmm. then I mean, I've been incredibly close in regards to you know, but the interesting thing is, yeah, um, talking from someone living in Scotland and you've shown prospects and people are doing well in that region and also making people understand that people are coming to places, not just England. You know, there are places people can go to. And for me, I used to tell people like friends close to me in my status, I tell them UK is not the only place people go and make it in life. Right. And, you know, and one of the things, you know, people um also consider is the language barrier do you understand and of course we know that the diamond the, the version of english you guys speak um in scotland you know the scottish scottish english is is a bit different from what we speak here in in, in england and i just wanted to just you know i don't know if you know this but i just want to just share a bit more light on encouraging people to go elsewhere apart from coming to the uk and and why i want us to just talk a little bit about this is because when we have a lot of migration footprint in a particular place the place itself like the uk would make laws that would curtail that footprint you know what i mean you know so i just want you to just share more light and then encourage people to go to places there are other european countries that are very very open right now for workforce and for students to just come and live their life after studying and then setting up their family you know thank you uh, i think mm-hmm. you've raised an important point in regards mm-hmm. to the influx in a certain region mm-hmm. i think one of the challenges we have when we have lots of migration is that one it stifles the ability for growth mm-hmm. have so many people coming True. Many people, it is like it's like hosting a job opportunity, and you have a few people applying for that particular opportunity. Mm-hmm. It just puts them into one certain position, mm-hmm. and, and that's all because you have uh, a certain group of people in, 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 in a certain location. And yeah. I think all that has just been an opportunistic approach to to leaving Nigeria. It's not basically that it's um, anyone's. Um, no, it's not. It's not the, the lack of willingness. Mm-hmm. Another place is just the opportunity to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. For example, the UK policy on that Boris Johnson made it very easy for people to come to the UK. Extremely easy. So, for example, a, a university can say to you, if you pay fifteen percent, you can come in. Mm-hmm. You can come in, and then you can pay the school fee much later. Fifteen percent to those will be like three thousand pounds, right? Mm-hmm. By paying that, you are already in the UK and then sort yourself out. If other places don't give you that opportunity, it's very difficult for you to want to look in that direction. True. But to buttress your point in regards to um, other places being open, and I believe that since Brexit, European countries are now extremely open to accessing exactly. to many, um, to many Exactly. Countries. Yeah. I know many Nigerians who are traveling to Germany, who are mm-hmm. traveling to Sweden. Sweden is not a European country, but I mean, it's, it's open as well. Who are traveling mm-hmm. to Australia, mm-hmm. are also traveling to, I mean, Canada, is, even though Canada is hard to get there, I mean, it's a place where many Nigerians are going to. Exactly. So I think one of the challenges you, you can have is if you, if you, if we all were to focus our attention on only UK, I think we would do ourselves the harm of limiting the growth possibility only because mm-hmm. we, we, we have. How do I put the 
hundred people are coming in from Nigeria. Not from not all hundred will be in the medical field. Not all hundred will be True. in the engineering field. Mm-hmm. So You're right. Have, if we have a group of uh, low skilled Nigerians coming in and mm-hmm. all being pushed into one workforce, it means that the the, the financial the probability of you being financially stable in a mm-hmm. short period is going to be it's not going to work because you're going True. to be in an environment where you're not earning much. Mm-hmm. is extremely low. But if you have, uh, if you have the, if you have Nigerians who are, are um, experts in their field coming in, it means, mm-hmm. it means that their earning potential is high because they can go into better employment, mm-hmm. employment, have employment, better employment opportunities. So for me, it's the concern really is not that you have many Nigerians coming into the UK. Mm-hmm. The concern for me is that you have many Nigerians who are not really sure what they want to do, but they come in. So mm-hmm. they come in and they try to pick themselves into many places that maybe it's not their strong point. And in regards to what you said, um, if they can if we can look into European countries, I was even talking to my sister the other day, I said, let's look into Germany, let's mm-hmm. look into other even though we have an American national year, but let's look into mm-hmm. European countries. And I feel like if we spend more time doing that we'll probably have many Nigerians going into um, you know, Germany, going yeah. to Spain, going to Brazil, and you know, being experts in their field when we get there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, for me, basically, you know, that's just making the question perfect. We can flourish anywhere we go if we put our hearts into it. Exactly. Um, globalization now has made it beautiful in such a way that we don't have to stay in Nigeria. We don't, we're not living in Nigeria because we don't like Nigeria. We, mm-hmm. we don't have the amenities to, to stay. We are not mm-hmm. really out to stay, but we can try. We Nigerians have the capacity to survive, to thrive, to be better in the environment mm-hmm. we find ourselves there. Mm-hmm. In order not to choke ourselves in a certain environment, mm-hmm. for example, if you come to Glasgow, the number of Nigerians in Glasgow has greatly increased. Mm-hmm. In order not to choke ourselves in that environment, I think my best would be spread out ourselves, spread our wings mm-hmm. You're right. And also to add to what you're saying, I also understand the fact that, you know, you'll be like, oh, I think I would have a lot of support if I maybe come to places like England and Scotland because there are other Nigerians there. But the truth is, you don't know the kind of support you would, you know, assess when you um maybe go to other places and the tr- another very important point also um dk is that you know all those places that we feel like oh people are not making it people are not making money and all that we would be shocked that when we go there that their you know that their gdp is very very okay and very stable and people working there are actually making it big time and then because there are low migration footprints what happens at the end of the day you realize that there are more options for you because you are there you know and you know i can name some country like norway like he also mentioned germany you know sweden uh, finland malta malta is opening their doors for people to come study right now i was listening to a guy you know that you know that was mentioning that you know there are places people can actually go to you know and i'm not we are not doing this just to say do not come to uk or you know and then come to england or scotland or no or what's it called wales and northern ireland we're just saying that you're you are not limited to just few options there are diverse options 
you know, and for instance, there are the point-based system other countries use, like the Canada, New Zealand, Australia. People can actually try it. And because there, we don't have a lot of people, you know, vocal about it, people feel like it's difficult. And you realize by the time you start doing the deep study, yeah, doing the deep study, you realize that, oh, it might actually be the one that would, you know, go there and open up that place for other people to see that is very, very possible. You know, to tie up my point, you know, why we are in the UK, uh, I mean, you are in Scotland, I mean, in England, is because people have come in and they were very vocal, oh, you could do this here, you could do this. And then we were like, okay, let me try it because someone has gone ahead. But imagine you are the first person or maybe first set of people or even maybe a second generation of people that in places like maybe Australia, New Zealand and other, all those places and making it big time. And then you are part of the people sharing the good narrative about those places. You see people will have more options as well. I get what I'm saying to now go to all those places and try out their light lock. And you know what I mean? Finally, you said it, anything that will put our minds to, even if it's in the UK, right you would make it you would you know and succeed in it because i mean you are putting your mind to it and then you are working hard because hard work and putting your mind and focus is a universal language anybody that puts such principle in work and in play would work for the person you know just so yeah go ahead the next question, just to buttress on what you mm. said yeah i think another thing that we can do is research mm -hmm. research in regards yeah. to very important what mm -hmm. other countries provide mm -hmm. best route to get into the countries. Now, mm -hmm. say for example, a country like Australia, when I pick mm -hmm. my masters, I don't know if they still do that now, but say half my friends went to Australia because Australia had a program where they were offering masters in nine students, eighteen months visa. Right? Oh wow. For, yeah, come for it. After your masters in the UK, come to Australia for eighteen months and find mm. a job. And all my friends who went to Australia all have jobs today. In mm. And this was a program they were running at the time when I finished my master's. Now, I don't know if that's still working. I almost mm. went, but I felt like, okay, you're, you're already in the UK. Why not just stay in the UK? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Don't go any other place. But I bet you, about eight of my classmates who went at the time are all still here and have mm. jobs in Australia right now. Mm. Research. I think, mm. I think research goes a long way. So mm. what does Finland have to offer me? What does Sweden have to mm -hmm. offer me? What does Netherlands have to offer me? What does mm -hmm. Australia have that I need? There's no mm -hmm. kids uh, just focusing, uh, putting all of us in all your mm -hmm. eggs in the UK, thinking mm -hmm. the only UK is going to work for you. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. so many places that can work for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you were to just do a simple research and say, okay, I will put my, my I will try Australia. How many years can I get out of this if mm -hmm. I were to start this this process? What are my what are my survival chances? What are my employment opportunities? What are my uh, what are what, what skills do I have that gives me a better employment? Or what mm. can I do? I mean, I have a my brother-in-law. He's an engineer in the UK. He used to work mm. a big company in Nigeria, and he just began developing a skill based on short courses, and he got a job straight to UK. And probably that's UK where he, where he wanted to be. But mm -hmm. you can do that and go to other countries as well, just based on your skill, based on mm -hmm. your ability. Yeah, you know, true. Before we move over to the next point, I, I just a train of thought came to me while you were trying to, you know, like deep dive into an aspect of what we are trying to discuss. You know, another thing is that what research does for you is to also open your mind to the business opportunities in the region. 
every region have their peculiarities. For instance, Italy, everybody knows Italy produce high quality shoes. That's why they say the Italian shoes. And that's why you have most of the shoe companies and shoe brands, they are Italian products. And somewhere like, if you go to somewhere like Paris, also you get such um, brands as well, like all the Gucci, you know, and all those um, brands, like in terms of clothes, Paris, you know, shoes, you know, talked about the Italian shoes, you know, and then the brands that are acclimatized to um, Italy. Somewhere like Norway, for instance, you know, you are a business person and you are thinking of, okay, I want to deal with stockfish, for instance. Norway is the headquarters. <laughs> they produce that and export to the world. You know, so that can also inform, oh, I want to do this maybe 10 years in my life. I want to do a, a, a shoe business. I want to do a stockfish business. I want to do, for instance, a fashion business. And then what will happen is that instead of going to where people are going just for going sake, Research tells you this is what these guys do. And then you now be like, oh, I want to do this in 10 years. I will not go and school there. It's easier for me that way. You know what I mean? Because I've schooled, for instance, in Italy, schooling there will make me open me up to learning the language. Schooling there will make me build uh, better um, connect and networks. When I'm done with school and I want to start my business, I'm already in an, on track. You are better off than someone coming fresh to just do the business and hit the road. But you already use your school year to understudy the environment. You know what I mean? You know, so, and that is also um, very, very um, um, applicable to other areas. For instance, you love tourism. Schooling in Malta can open you up to such opportunities there because since you're already in Malta and no people go to Malta because they have good environment, they, they have good seafronts, you know, and all that. Places like Maldives and all those places, it has similar um, environment and topography. Schooling in Malta can open you up, setting up a business in tourism. You know what I mean? So that is the ripple effect of doing the research and tying an end goal to it, saying that this is what I want to do. For instance, I personally don't like UK. I am here for now. But if you give me an opportunity to go to places like US, I'll probably take it. You know why? I love entertainment. US is the hub of entertainment. Are you kidding me? Like, that's where Hollywood is. Do you understand? In US, you probably you live in Las Vegas or maybe Texas or one of those places. You probably see all the celebrities walking because they live around. And another thing, just to, you understand? Yeah, just no. to what you're saying, I think mm. what makes a place um, what makes a place good is the law and the policy that exactly has been invented or mm. that have been proposed to help govern the place. For example, mm -hmm. if you're in a place like the UK now and you want to start a business, you need a visa that mm -hmm. proves that business opportunity. True. So no matter the kind of opportunity you have, if you don't have that visa, it becomes and just exactly. visa alone, there are so many requirements so many and rules. Yeah, any rules. So all these stringent bottleneck implemented uh, mm -hmm. rules just make it difficult for you to actually start something worthwhile. Mm -hmm. so if if you as a business person wanted to come to the UK, you already know that it's going to be a tough journey. Exactly. Is is either you want to start a business from Nigeria mm -hmm. and you know maybe pay taxes Nigeria or evade. No, let me not, let me not even bring tax into it. But mm -hmm. if you start a business in the UK, the process you have to you have to submit account documents, account documents, 
process. True. All these things have to go into play, and then the moment you start the business, you start paying all the requirements you need to. So, is the law into play? So, for example, if you should not just brought in this uh, tax system that makes it difficult to do business in the UK, I'm coming mm-hmm. to us even yesterday, mm-hmm. being encouraged to abolish the tax system so that, mm-hmm. so that they can incorporate, I think, is the tourist tax. So, whatever mm-hmm. you pay needs to be, whatever you buy in the UK as a tourist is taxed differently. So, mm-hmm. To abolish that, so I mean, if all these things are not in play, it means you're encouraging tourists to come in. Yeah, you don't have this, so you go in as a tourist, you are, or you have the right visa and you want to do a business. That's why people are doing well in Dubai because Dubai doesn't have all these stringent rules. Exactly, you know, doing your business, you pay your tax, you pay your dues, but it allows everyone to come in, and that's why Dubai has really grown because it's giving room to everyone. Exactly, you know, no, you're right. Unfortunately, the UK is not like that. Mm. If you have money. And, you know, and that's the focus of our discussion, to understand the opportunities yeah. and then, you know, the disadvantage and advantages that these opportunities bring in different regions. So people can start thinking that way, you know, yeah. because at the end of the day, everybody wants to make money. True. You know, everybody wants, and you don't want, like, for instance, you know, there are people that live in the UK and do a lot of businesses abroad. You know, like in in Dubai and all those places. They, you know, I've 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 heard some people. They have made so much money. They live in the UK. They buy yachts. You know, put on the uh, on the river banks, and people hire. Do you understand? You know, uh, you know, and all that. Are there laws that govern all those things? Is that you know? This is just like you said. People try to have to ask, start looking into all these things and then telling themselves, okay, I am coming here, but this is is a stage. I'm going to leave to now go to where I want to actually do what I want to do. Or I am coming here and I'm going to do business here. You know what I mean? So um, like the U.S., I think U.S. have a more favorable environment when it comes to entertainment that you would see more of comedy clubs. There are in the U.K., but it's not as it is in the U.S. You know, there are a lot of talk shows, podcasts going on in the U.S. And they are open for people coming to just learn and study what they are doing, you know. All the talk show um, shows is in the US. Most of them. Check the Allen show, the Steve Harvey, the late night, the late, late night, you know, all those shows that are in the US. And people, someone like me, I am working and I know maybe Steve Harvey is shooting down the road. I'll probably take leave <laughs> and go and watch Steve, you know, because I love Steve Harvey. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's just understanding the environment and understanding the advantages and disadvantages. Of course, for instance, disadvantage for US is a lot of shooting going on. You know, <laughs> you know a lot of guns everywhere. You know, you can buy a gun like for a system or you understand. And um, statistics says that this year's um, gun violence is now more than last year's. You know, like the, we are just in second quarter and a lot is going on in the US. Are you willing to take that is a disadvantage, but I suppose the advantage of actually being an entertainer and having that robust economy to back up what you're doing, you know what I mean? You know, so and, and it's, it's, just sorry to cut you short, I think one of the things that needs to be recognized in this conversation is the need for us to not just talk about you know migration, but actually migrating and benefiting our host, our environment, like in terms of home country, exactly. Yeah, if, if I say, for example, you want to take your entertainment to, 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 to the States and you wanted to do something there, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like your platform enables you to also grow in both America and Nigeria. If mm-hmm. I wanted to do a business, obviously, I would not be thinking of 
Windows strategies that they put access in the UK and mm-hmm. get Nigeria completely. The way I've looked at it is when I go into business, I want to be able to use this country as a place where I raise my income mm-hmm. and a better way to make my income and then I can invest them back home and try to raise something better back home, something new back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think many Nigerians are doing that already and many Nigerians like myself, I hope to do that. Where mm-hmm. I have an opportunity now. Mm-hmm. So for example, it's, it's been a student route for me for me and being a music to do business anyway because I can. Mm-hmm. in a few years time I'll, I'll be out of it and mm-hmm. I have all the opportunities to spread my wings and do the business I want to do. True. I think the important thing is to profit where to benefit where we are coming to profit or rather to encourage and to grow the mm-hmm. of where we are coming from to use the academic knowledge that we have to use the business knowledge that we have to kind of grow Nigeria so that if anybody's coming in they don't just leave Nigeria as an escape or as an escape route or mm-hmm. just to flee Nigeria but just to see it as a, a short term uh, short term leave to just go better themselves and come back and improve Nigeria I'll give an example my dad is in America mm-hmm. studied chemistry in his first in his second degree and mm-hmm. economics as well mm-hmm. and by the time he Finished his economics, his master's in economics, and he came down to Nigeria. He became the managing director for a beer brand in Nigeria, mm-hmm. a known Ukubic area. And mm-hmm. when he was telling me about his life, he didn't really, he didn't tell me, he told me that he didn't believe Nigeria would become so bad. That mm-hmm. his idea of the world was go improve yourself in America, come back to Nigeria, and be the best you can be. And that's what he tried to do. He started mm-hmm. business, he had like has like he's had like three businesses mm-hmm. but at least with the knowledge of what he's got abroad he's been able to come back and improve his country his mm-hmm. in the way that he can and i feel like and i know that nigeria is like a one step forward ten step backward kind of thing but i feel mm-hmm. like if everybody was to invest in nigeria mm-hmm. they've been able to get abroad true be a imagine if everyone was doing a good business everyone was paying their taxes everyone mm-hmm. was the best in the environment then it's good i mean i don't the, the purpose of migration should not just be attraction and opportunity to travel to the UK. I'm not mm-hmm. you've heard me mm-hmm. say that. You know, mm-hmm. it should be I'm going to empower myself to come back and be a lesson. Mm-hmm. So as a, as an entertainer, you come back to the Nigerian scene. I mean I mean you can still have that platform and I, I bet you you would have a more you have a better platform in Nigeria mm-hmm. than maybe in abroad. So I feel mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just let me just tell you what my plan is, you know, and I I've not said it here on the podcast, but because you 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 came towards this corridor, um, so uh, the young man will be will have a video expression by next year, and the plan is that we are going to shoot in Nigeria. So the video expression we want to do, we don't want to do the cliche, you know, people shoot their podcast and then put on YouTube. What we want to do is that we want to shoot it and put it on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Apple News, Apple TV. So this is what we are looking at, but it's going to be done in Nigeria. And the reason we are doing it is what you are talking about. We have come here, we have started from here, right? What I want to do is now take, because taking the podcast shooting back to Nigeria is going to create employment. The DP, the, uh, the directors, the script writers, the costumers is going to get a job that is not going to be for free. I guess what I'm saying. And of course, 
people that are going to come would experience a different version of entertainment they have not seen before. So it's also like a way to, you know, build the economy, build the Nigerian, uh, you know, and then telling the Nigerian story to the world in a good way. I get what I'm saying. So shooting in Nigeria, of course, by the time we package it and people know, oh, this was shot in Nigeria, we're like, wow, this is good. You know what I mean? So that's our idea. And one of the reasons I am, you know, being vocal about it right now is that by the time I go to Nigeria, for the first visit I'm going to do to Nigeria is to have um, meetings regarding this, you know, meet um, directors, meet people, meet people that are work with Netflix to see how we can all package in such a way that it can be sold to Netflix and then people can stream it around, around the world. That is the plan for young man. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I, we can talk on and on and on, but <laughs> I think we've made justice to, you know, show some comparison regarding, um, you know, England, Scotland and other places people can go you know, for migration. Any last words? Yeah, I mean, basically, mm -hmm. never limit the dream. To be mm -hmm. Never limit the dream. Mm -hmm. I always think that the doors are always open and there will always be opportunities. Mm -hmm. For those who have the opportunity to travel abroad, keep, those, keep them alive. But the most important thing to think about or to research about is what you want to do mm -hmm. abroad, what opportunities you want to make for yourself. If I had to go back to think of my life again, I would more focus on what kind of opportunities I'm looking for abroad mm -hmm. going to school abroad. So I think True. that would help. Instead of just thinking, okay, just a course, it's a two-year program, I just finished it and then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's what kind of opportunities do I need to open myself up to? Mm -hmm. So that the moment, you hit, the moment you enter the country, you hit the ground running. And in less than two years, you already have mm -hmm. share on, mm -hmm. how, on how on, on the opportunities you've been able to get. There's no limitation. It's not a youthful thing. I know there's been exactly, yeah. It doesn't have to be youthful. I mean, there are other beautiful places you can go to. Mm -hmm. I was surprised to see Nigerian students in Ghana, not Ghana, I saw you in Sudan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was shocked as well. Yeah. yeah, I was very surprised. I'm like, mm -hmm. I never think in Nigerian schools. I'm mm -hmm. True. And there were many of them. Yeah. Very many of them, yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's no limitation to where you can go. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this platform. And when the video test comes, I'll text you. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a very big job bless you to um, DK. Thank you for that wisdom. Thank you for the fact that we bantered on these things. And I pray that we'll get you back and then we'll deep dive into different aspects and then narrow down on topical discussions thank you ladies and gentlemen for your time and of course you know we've come to the end of this, um, this episode my name is rains and until next time keep being inspired and guess what next friday's um guest is gonna be a banger <laughs> all right <laughs> bye <laughs> thank you thank you yeah wow that was an amazing session with our guest today i want you to also know that the young man with rains is available on all streaming platforms every friday if you enjoyed this episode kindly share subscribe and comment see you next friday i remain your humble host rains